dressed up for the club. Waiting on me, come pick you up, baby. Ooh, when I saw you walking out the door, ooh, I just knew you needed something more. Now whip it straight back to the crib. Well, the slow, seductive music can only mean one thing. We've got Tyler Starkey back on the podcast. Ty, Matt, what's going on? What's going on, fellas? Reoccurring guest! Let's go. Close friend of the pod. Let's dive into this because I want to make you guys lose a little bit of cash because I want to lose some cash, so I figure... Let's dive in, make a little future, little future bet on who is going to win the Big Ten. Oh, okay. throw a little, a little dough on it. Um, I'll give you sure. the current odds. I'll give you the current odds. Let's do it. I will give you my thought process to this, okay. and we just want to see what you guys think. So right now, as of May eighteenth, Ohio State is the favorite at minus two twenty. Nope, don't like it. I got eek. I got Penn State at eleven to two. Mm. I got Michigan at seven to one. Wisconsin fifteen to two. Iowa fifteen to one. Minnesota fifteen to one. The tie there. Nebraska at twenty to one. Purdue at sixty to one. And then kind of everybody else who's not going to win it below that. Yeah, so here's my thought. Here. No. Um, here's my thought. If I say it, I think Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. But for a value here, to get my money, my thought process is you got to take a team that's going to sneak out. Whoever's going to win the West, you take them and an Ohio State slip up, and you bank on like an Iowa upset over Penn State, the Big Ten title game. Okay. I love the value of Iowa at 15-1. to I think they're they're good. They play in a weak part of that conference, and they can be in that Big Ten championship game. So if right now, if I had to put $100 down, I'm putting it on Iowa 15-1. Thoughts? I'll let you go ahead, Stark. No, it's all you, dude. <laughs> the value pick is that, – that's the value pick. Um, you got Minnesota at the same, though. So I think it's a coin flip between those two. Okay. So if you're going between those two, Minnesota has their quarterback back and Iowa doesn't. Nate Stanley's finally gone after 12 years in college. (laughs) 75 collegiate years, Nate Stanley is finally in the NFL. So if you're going for just that, if you're looking at that 15 to 1 odds, I would lean towards the school that has the returning senior quarterback and one of the better wide receivers back. I'd retweet that. Got to reach that out. game is in Minnesota. Okay. How late in the season? It could well, have less in Minnesota. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's, a, it's an early part of the season. Um, it's a September game scheduled right now. So that's like, what, third week, 9-18, third week of the season. Mm-hmm. Is in uh, Ohio State's at Penn State this year, right? Whiteout? Yep. Correct. That's probably the only other team I'd be willing to take a chance on. Penn and State. this is huge too. So I don't know. Do we sit here and do we sit here and wait to see if there's allowed to be crowds at games? Because there's no crowd at that Penn State game. Ohio State Just wins all the advantage easily, easily. Yeah. Like yeah, no I, crowd at the game. You're not wrong. It turns into a glorified scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, it's it's varsity JV. <laughs> but. Um. So I, there, I, there you go. I, you like Minnesota or Iowa? Of the two, Iowa. Um, realistically, neither. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it's really a toss-up. It's just whoever you think is going to win that division. Yeah. I mean, it's basically who do you think is only going to have one loss going into the Big Ten Championship? I don't think Wisconsin wins that side of the – what would you say? Is Gaze a Penn State guy? No. A little Penn State homer? No. He God. rides the Penn State Nittly, Nittly Lion bandwagon pretty hard. Basically on the state I don't like Ohio State. I'm not Ohio State. I'm anti-Ohio State, but I'm not pro-Penn State. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Who would you pick? He, he's got a picture of – He's got a picture of Pat Fryermuth in his room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does. <laughs> I, don't want that. I don't want the fact that I have a poster of a, of a college student younger than me <laughs> hanging in my room. <laughs> um, Although, I mean, if I had to pick a poster to have, I might go Pat Fryermuth. If you're telling me to bet on that Penn State-Ohio State game right now, I'd take Penn State just because I think they'll probably be like minus three. Um, so you're playing – you're taking the spread in that, not the outright. Well, when my my thought process in betting spreads in football is like if it's three or less, just take the outright because yeah. if a team wins by two, then you're just like, what the heck. Yeah. So for that, I would take outright. Um, but I, I wouldn't touch that until like the actual lines came out and I knew if there was going to be a crowd. Because if it's not a crowd, I'm taking Ohio State minus 38. <laughs> and it yes. Born yes. Um, although, if the, se- if the season goes off as well as it, I want it to, you know, without a hitch, Ohio State has a really, really, really big hole to fill on offense. Yeah, don't they open with Oregon? No, second week of the year, but they don't have a running back. No, but they always find yeah, that's one. a yeah, it's a farm system. Know, we'll, we'll see, boys. Just feed the next guy the rock. Yeah, I don't know. Remember that Michigan State game when they couldn't get a yard and they had Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield? Yeah, but I think that was just Michigan State playing the game of their lives. I don't know. Okay. I I I wouldn't put a bet bet in based on the fact that Ohio State doesn't have a running back. That just doesn't seem smart to me. Because <laughs> they always seem to have a, a running back. And you're I mean, throw the rock 45 times. Yeah, and if yeah. not, you, you still have Justin Fields, who is basically a running back. It's like an so. intramural, intramural version of Mike. You want to play the same game in the like SEC? That. What are the odds in the SEC? Because I think the value pick is probably going to be Florida. Well, I came out. I I gave you my pick for Natty Champ a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you did. That's your dark horse. What what do you think about that, Stark? The Gators as a dark horse? Based strictly off jerseys? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how I pick pick all my bets based off of mascots and jersey colors. (laughs) That's got to set the tone somehow. Smart. Smart. Um, that being said, I'd pick Florida State every year, but that's just me. Fair. Fair. Or LSU. Or maybe LSU wears those when it, LSU wears those alternate purples. Homecoming game. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Love that. So you got Bama minus one twenty, Georgia four to one. Florida five to one, LSU eleven to two, Auburn eight to one, A and M ten to one, and then it drops off. Tennessee at sixty to one, and then everybody else is a hundred to one or worse. I think if you're looking to like cash in and make a big like make a big splash, then you take A and M. A and M schedule is brutal, man. I don't. Th- they're. I think they're off their Clemson schedule. Like they they don't have Clemson this year. Last year, I feel like they went from playing Clemson to playing Georgia to playing LSU. And oh, then well, playing. yeah, they had that. It was rough stretch. Oh my god, it was. It was. I don't know how they. The miracle is that they went what seven and five. Yeah, they still made a bowl. I think they yeah. won a bowl game. But I mean, they've got Kellen Mond back, who everybody keeps saying is going to be good. Why do well? Why do if, I feel like that guy's been there for eleven years? Because he probably has. 
Yeah, they play like Colorado. Yeah. I actually have a pretty nice beginning of the schedule, but then you go Auburn. You go at Auburn, at South Carolina, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, Vandy, Bama, and LSU to end the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that SEC West. It's a gauntlet. Goodness. I would say either Auburn or Florida are the two picks there. Um, just because I think Georgia's going to take a step back, even though they have that transfer from Wake Forest. But if you're banking Until Georgia, on – Until Georgia finally gets it done, I can't bet on them. No. And if you're betting banking on a transfer quarterback from Wake Forest to lead you to victory in the SEC. You're reaching? I would say – I like Florida. It seems like the safer value pick there. Stark, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I could get behind that. I mean, really, you're in any SEC schedule, you're going into the freaking gulags with your (laughs) one shot to make it out alive. Yeah. Do you think they have to run the table? Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Although you you may have a you may have a college football season in which the Pac twelve is just eliminated itself because they won't play. So it might not be as important to fully run the table. I thought uh, I thought something came out today about that, but I could be a hundred percent wrong. Oh, can we break some news? I thought there was something about. I could be a hundred percent wrong. No, California is just being weird. Oh, they did come out saying they claim that they're going to play. Um, oh, well. I don't know if that's news, but um, we shall see. So we go in Florida and Minnesota, throwing some coin down. <laughs> Florida, I don't know if you, I, you, you guys could talk me into Iowa. That's coin flip. All right, we'll talk off the pod. All right, we'll let you know what we decide. There's so much time. Right, throw, throw it up for an insta poll. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, but uh, um, Stark, what's up, man? What have you been up to since you last came on the pod? A lot has changed. Yeah, uh, a lot has changed, and I've done pretty much nothing since besides <laughs> work and play Xbox. So, you know, really setting the tone for my life. I love it. Are you playing Warzone, or are you just playing straight up regular COD? Strictly Warzone. Okay. Just investing hours of my life into it. I like it. Is it worth the hype? It it's like the most like competitive, exhilarating final thing you can do while stuck in the quarantine. Okay. Nothing gets the juices flowing like circle closing, five guys left, three teams, a little mono and mono. Oh. So champions are made up. Okay. I want to shout out your team. Matt Kawaji, Tim Shovlin, Hayden Daniels, just the boys. We've been around the tables, 35 wins strong. No big deal. Wow. I love it. Shout out. It's big. We could do a Twitch podcast to watch you guys play. Yeah. I know that's what the people people love. Yeah. Have you guys watched watched Big Cat plays Dynasty at all? (laughs) No. I have not. I feel like that's something you rope yourself into. Coach Duggerton. <laughs> I assume you have, Matt. I watched the first half of his Rose Bowl game. It was so fucking funny. Because he's getting chirped by everybody on it. It's like, throw it deep, throw it deep, and then he throws it deep and he gets picked off. <laughs> yeah. He's just getting bullied by like 12-year-olds in the chat. <laughs> Trying yeah, not to man. scream because his child is sleeping in the next room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, shh, baby, baby. <laughs> Oh, man, that is a problem I don't have. Starkey, have you broken a controller during quarantine? Uh, as in, like, slammed it myself or, like, just you, returned so much they had to replace it because that happened? Have you have <laughs> you rage quit? Oh, I've, I've turned my Xbox off a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, just out the door, rage quit. I love it. We're going back everybody, to everybody, old school. I'm convinced I've only lost to people that play on computers. 
It's the only way to beat us. Oh, because you can do cross-platform playing? Yeah, it's cross-platform, and I don't know. The like PC to, dudes or, are legit. PC yeah. boys are next level. It's got to be yeah. easier. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it is. Maybe That's I need why. to get on that. I have the setup for it over here with these monitors. I, I need to just I'm surprised get into some. Well, your life is about, you know, rejecting commitment, so I get it. Hmm. Oh. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm kidding. Damn. I'm not crying on the inside. What have you been up to, Gettys? Anything good? Nothing. Working. Podcasting. Sounds like Gettys golf games starting off pretty hot. Not great. Oh. No? Yeah, dude. I, I went on, shoot, what was it? Friday? Saturday? I went Saturday morning. Yeah. Not, not good. good. Could use a couple uh, driving range days. Yeah. Yeah. The boys yeah. played, um, not this past weekend, we played the weekend before, and it was like 40 degrees. We were just shivering playing, but just being outside, was like, it was priceless. So we, we fought through it. It uh, There were some bad shots. There were some really good shots, but I'd say the majority were just kind of like, okay, either just short or hit it a little thin, just trying to get in the rhythm. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Yeah, it's tough I'm after a long layoff. Just, just having fun. Yeah. yeah. See the fellers. I won't get fined. Yeah. I will say, couple... I think the quarantine has really messed with my back. My, my back. Because is you're just so sitting stuck. down all the time. All the time, dude. So yeah. getting out there, like the first twelve swings were like terrible. nightmares. Yeah. Do you have one of those gaming chairs? Are you are you that advanced? Uh, no, no, I'm not that advanced. I are you lying? You're, the, uh, you say, you're saying that with a shit-eating grin. Are you lying? <laughs> no, I, I usually sit on like the – I have to sit as close as possible. So I usually <laughs> get the uh, or whatever, whatever those things are called. Yeah, ottoman. Ottoman, not, sit on yeah. that probably like five, four and a half feet away. Well, that's probably why because you're sitting on nothing with back support, leaning forward like – Oh, my neck's got a <laughs> kink in it. It's just – Travesty. Nothing a 27-year-old man should really be doing, but whatever. <laughs> Struggling to get out of bed every day. Ugh. Back. Damn it. Guy can't put his own socks on. Mom. <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough stuff. Ugh, tough sled. Tough sledding in the Starkey home. Yeah. Mom's proud um, of me, though, so that's all that matters. That is, you know, that's a, always good reassurance. You get the "I'm proud of you" from the mom. Yeah. What you been up to, Bianca? Anything good? Oh, you know, just uh, getting the getting the job started. Um, you know, not having half of our customers kind of hurts, but you know, other than that, my brother came down for the week and we caught up. He showed me his new guitar and nice. That's that. You just been snacking on so much ice cream. Yeah. And cheese it's <laughs> gotta go reduce uh, fat. Just how do I get it. endorsed? How do we get the podcast sponsored by Cheese It? Yeah, we just gotta start tagging them and everything. Just become the, the Cheese It like the oh, Cheese It Bowl. And by you guys, you know because I am a monthly co host. If um <laughs> Yeah, you if are. I had to if I had to compare our uh podcast to a bowl game it would be the original cheese it bowl in which the game was like nine to six and there were 17 interceptions well i think we're better than that a little bit no no no. like entertainment value you don't know what you're gonna get all of a sudden you're like mind's blown or you know you have two two uh professional bodybuilders just dropping a hard certain word on the podcast (laughs) and which i have to completely just cut like, holy shit, we turned it over. Good God. Yep, don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I blacked that I, out of my memory. Can't say I was involved in that one. So it was actually your idea. It was actually Tyler Starkey's idea to have them say that. So let's get that narrative going. <laughs> Starkey, a uh, not pro uh, volleyball pod? <laughs> what? <coughs> so what, Mike, anyway. what was your idea for this? What are we doing here? All right. Since we already had Stark on and he did a six-pack of questions, we're going to do a six-pack of our favorite sports movie montages. 
slash training montages. And this idea came to me when I was watching Creed 2 the other night. And I was like, oh, this is great. So, Stark, we're putting you on the spot. I want your first one. Are we starting this off? Man. All right. Uh, I would say Creed 1. God, I had that. Yeah. Dude, that – it's got fire music. Yep. Michael B. Jordan just looks yoked. Yep. Low-key man crush. Um, high key, high key. Let's yeah. let's not. I mean that that got me going. Yeah, yeah, and the the combination of like him training and Rocky in the hospital, like yeah. oh. old school sweat grime, love it. Yep. Oh, that's great, Matt. What's your first one? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the cheerleading routine in dodgeball when the like real awkward kid comes in and just saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> like the cheerleading know. competition oh my god justin my boyfriend just got hit by a roller coaster we can't do the routine see we can't do the, oh my god we can't do the pyramid <laughs> say no more <laughs> see i'm glad you explained that because when you typed that out and i saw it i was like he's talking with the dodgeball dancers that are on the stripper poles behind them during the games yeah. <laughs> that's what i was thinking but oh, now that he explained it it makes a lot of sense no, 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 that one. When Justin <laughs> comes and saves the day. <laughs> yeah. That movie athlete. is brilliant. That's a great movie. That's yeah, great. Okay, hold on. Yeah, he's can top we, five. Like, hold on. Can we actually talk about how impressive it is that he got that fat girl up at the very beginning? Yeah, no CGI. That was that was all practical. Strict, strictly him. Screens. <laughs> <laughs> was that the trick from all that? Yeah. It was yeah. Like a- the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Long, strongest man alive. Best actor of his generation. I'd like to see him in The Rock go toe-to-toe. Most well-known for Jeepers Creepers. Rock. Jeepers Creepers, yep. That's where he got to start. Was it really? Man. Yeah, that was his first movie. Were we like and then another... Or- Another underrated Justin Long movie is Accepted. Yeah. South yes. Harvard Institute of Technology. <laughs> We're the shit sandwiches. <laughs> I watched that at the start of quarantine because I saw it. It was on. And I was like, I haven't seen this in ages. You remember you could buy like DVDs for your PSP? Yeah. Yeah. I think I had that on like PSP DVD. <laughs> Absolute classic. Oh my god, that movie is great. Oh Jesus! Um, All right, another one of mine. Since Stark, he already named one of mine. I have. This is kind of an underrated one. Little Big League, the runaround Sue montage. Just the the soundtrack of it. It's not a great movie. If you don't know, it's when a twelve year old kid inherits the Minnesota Twins and then makes himself the manager and still goes to middle school. Does it? And Griffey robs that sick home run at the end. Yes, yes. It's it's got like Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr. The final game. Yeah, that was and, actually super neat. Yeah, uh, but that uh, montage where they finally start playing good with Runaround Sue playing is just it's like base, summer baseball. It just gets you in that mood. Yeah, when his grandpa dies though, it's like freaking Bambi dying or whoever dies in that movie. Yeah, like it starts off with the grandpa taking him home from a game, and then he goes to school and comes back, and the grandpa's dead. It's so like oh, the first baseman's like banging his mom. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of turns in that movie. Oh, yeah. There, there's that was an emotional roller coaster. That movie. What's What's your top three, Gettys? Oh, you want me to just keep going? I thought no, we were, no, we're going. We're going. Way yeah, we're going around the. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is our show. Stark number two. <laughs> this is my quarterly appearance. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not doing so hot. Stark number two. Go. Come back to me. I got to take a second. Oh, jeez. This is why we waited two months because you don't prepare. I'm just kidding. Right. So, Matt, what's your second one? I'm going cross-platform. Um, I thought this was open to all all uh, entertainment, not just it is. movies. It so is I'm going with the TV show. But one of the greatest training montages is when SpongeBob and Sandy train for hibernation. And they just do like all of the extreme sports in Bikini Bottom. You know what I'm talking about? 
Mm-hmm. Life is extreme as you want to make it, Tyler. You know what I'm Tongue talking surfing. about. You know Vaguely what I'm talking about. Enough. He goes tongue yeah. surfing and hits the sand man. The, the sand snowman. Yeah. <laughs> the kids get freaked out because he came alive. Yeah, I'd say play the clip, Matt, but we definitely don't have the We do not have the rights for that. We cannot do that. <laughs> montage is like anything that's slow-mo. No, training. I gave you an outline of what I meant by this. I never looked at it. Kid jumps on the Zoom call late, doesn't know how to get his laptop set up, didn't do his homework. Quarterly appearance, my ass. You're not even committed to the bit, bro. Yeah. Starkey, what's your number two? Give give it to me now. Jake Taylor sacrificing his life and the bunt for the Indians to win. I like that. The suicide squeeze. Fantastic. Yep, and that was the last time the Indians won anything. All right, dude. I'm just kidding. Dude, <laughs> actually, that was wasn't that just wasn't that game like the wild card play in game, or was that the pennant? Win the pennant. It was to win the pennant. Okay. All right, so they did win a pennant since then. I'm sorry, I take that back. Um, all right, uh, my third one. I guess I got roped into being the lead off here is the Karate Kid Hill Valley Tournament with You're the Best Around playing. Little Ralph Macchio going up against everybody. Just Mine is very heavy based on the soundtrack because I think that makes the montage. It makes everything. That's what made Creed 1 so good. Yeah, without a doubt. I agree. Well, it's not 1. It's not my number 1, but it's in the top you know, 6. Yeah, you clean yeah. up what I'm putting down. Yeah. Matt, what's your third? Um, when Happy Gilmore gets on his run and you just see him just holding up his big checks like 10 minutes right after he gets his subway endorsement. That's a classic. Right before the subway endorsement, yeah. The the cuts of him beating the shit out of the caddy. <laughs> 24th place, Happy Gilmore. That paid out like 17 grand. Yeah. Hey, where's my check? I don't have it for you. Oh, that's okay. I'll take one of those big ones. I got he he got one. <laughs> I don't have any checks to give. Stark number three. What do you got? Uh, come back to me. No, no, no. <laughs> what I do? I'm I am currently getting to the bottom of this outline. <laughs> so you're just gonna poach the ones that we have on our list? Or no, no, no nonsense. Oh man, we went top six, huh? It's a six pack. <laughs> this is a travesty. You're uh, not very good at this. <laughs> I felt so bad that we hadn't had you on in two months. Now I'm rethinking my my sympathy. Well, first off, dude, I think you need to start sending things to the right email address. I never. You got. got I used the same email address for the Zencaster that I did for the Google. At never mind. We'll get into this later. Installing Mike. <laughs> I know he is. That's why I call myself. <laughs> Go ahead, Stark. Number three. I can't say it because it's on Matt's list, and I don't want to be a, a poacher. Just say it. it. I'll think it's. It. I'll think it's something else. No, say it for both of us, Matt. You're number one. I know. I can't get there yet. My number one is my number one. <laughs> well, we're not going like in like first order. We're just naming se- or six. I know, but I was going to say my favorite one last. Okay. So, Stark, pick another one. Yeah, you guys are freaking brutal, huh? I told you about this Saturday. (laughs) (sighs) I'm going to pull up the text to make sure that you you acknowledge this. Pretty sure you threw it a like, man. Big old thumbs up ski. I'm 1,000% positive you did. A big old-fashioned like is I'm going to come back to it, you know? Did I not? Oh, nope. I nope. I said it tonight at 7.20, so. Oh. I don't think we told Stark about it until today. <laughs> I, I think I texted no, you, Matt. There is no preparation have, involved for Ty. All right. Well, I have one responsibility on this is to provide as minimal research on my behalf as I possibly can and set up a Zoom meeting. You are all in right. charge of all of the rest. All right, okay. 
I'd say Southpaw had multiple. Mm. Sick oh, Southpaw. I like that. Very good. That's, that a, movie, that's a very uh, underrated movie. That's someone that you could put a poster in your room up of, Mike. He's older than you. He's shredded. I mean, well, Rachel Jay. McAdams is looking gorgeous in that poster for all of twenty-five minutes. Did you guys know that that movie? That movie was supposed to be a sequel to Eight Mile, starring Eminem, where he becomes a boxer. Yeah. Yeah, that'd have been a terrible movie. Yeah, it was going to be his rap career failed, and he became a boxer. And then he was like, "Nah, I don't like that." So he stayed on as stayed on as an executive producer, and was just like, "All right, let's cast somebody else." Let's actually make a good movie. (laughs) Yeah. A little fun fact there. I love that about you, Mike. Got a lot of them. Um, all right, I'll go next. Um, the golf match at the end of Caddyshack is just all time. Between Danny having good shots and Chevy Chase hitting the bird directly on the beak and Rodney Dangerfield being like, yeah, it's good luck. It's good luck, right? Yeah, just <laughs> just a roller coaster. And the, the kids following him around making bets. All, all, no, it's not the kids. It's all the caddies. The, the caddies. Uh, it's all the caddies and like the yeah. Oh god, that the guy who works so in the clubhouse good. or the pro yeah. shop. And... <laughs> that movie's brilliant. That movie's brilliant. All right, Matt, you're up. Uh, the miracle training stages one like right after Rizzo says, "Play for America." Yeah, play for when the United going. States of America, and they just the legs feed the wolf, gentlemen. The legs feed the wolf. Yeah, once they get going. See, Ty, this is what good research looks like. Yeah, Take no, it's thorough. I would have loved a heads up. I gave you 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll That's say. Ample time. I'm going to go Jim Street, SWAT. You're SWAT or you're not. You remember that movie? No. I do. Yeah. With uh, LL Cool J. Yeah. Um, when Samuel L. All the training sequence that was, I remember wanting to be a SWAT guy for like two weeks after that movie. Yeah, that's a good. I one. realize I simply don't have the mental capacity for that. Yeah, where they do the final test in the plane mm-hmm. with the paintballs after they were just sniping the aces of spades and all those cards up in the plane. Yep, and then TJ gets sh- clipped, and it turns out he was a fuckhead. Sob. Anyway. All right, I like that. That that's thinking on your feet, Stark. Not really a sports montage, but we'll let it slide. No. What is it? We'll allow it. I'll, I'll we'll allow it. Um, SpongeBob, and I can't pick SWAT. That's true. That's true. You did pick SpongeBob. I think it's a sports montage. <laughs> okay, we're, we're taking royalties with it. There's music while they're doing sports. It's a sports montage. Well, they're technically playing poker with sniper rifles from meters away so world series of poker uh, I, I, well, I'm, okay moving on good thanks, job star matt your spongebob one was great proud of you kid <laughs> and that ends the patronizing section of this podcast <laughs> oh we're done with that um, now okay my fifth is rocky three i chose this one over one and two because i think the bringing apollo into it was just amazing and that them running on the beach it's just iconic. So Rocky three. Nice. Matt. I'm going to mix it. I'm going to mix it up a little bit here. I don't know if you guys are reading my document, but I'm going to ax number six and go I with agree. a classic growing up like Mike. Oh, like Mike when he gets, they get rolling. And uh little bow is rapping. They're playing basketball. <laughs> yep. And dropping 35 footers. Just yep. Duncan from the three throw three throw line, <laughs> just just having the time of his life. Yep, got Morris Chestnut in there. Yep, it's great. Tea time, little, Tracy Reynolds. The little kid, the little kid from Stuart Little is like his assistant. Yep, <laughs> his fellow orphan. Who's <laughs> in another great sports movie? Jerry Maguire. Yes, Jerry. Do you know the human head only weighs eight pounds? You know the bees can smell fear? <laughs> uh, Stark, number five, what do you got? 
Not coming back to you. <laughs> uh, and Warrior when he fights the big dude. Oh, yeah. Koba, the Russian guy. Yeah. That's a great movie. You want, to beat, you want to beat the shit out of something in life? Like, throw that movie on and then just go do some activities. Yeah. Just I love that movie. 12 to that movie's great. Yeah. Wow. All right. And my, since Matt's doing his favorite last, I'll do my favorite last. It's pretty obvious. We discussed this in the text thread. Um, it's from a movie that single handedly ended a war. So, Rocky Four in the Siberian Mountains with Russian intelligence agents trailing him. And it, I mean, what else is there to say? If I can change and he can change, then we can all change. Is it? it, I'm done. I'm done. Matt? You okay over there? I'm great. I'm not crying. It's just that that Sylvester Stallone, man. It's just Uh hell of a podcast, Mike. Just picking up random noises in the background. Not tears. Not tears. I won't say anything. It's uh, stuffy down here. Um, All right. My number one is Friday Night Lights. When they're just also my number one. <laughs> just rolling over everybody in East Texas or West Texas, I mean. And uh just you got Billingsley and Winchell and Shava just walking down the walking down the hallway at school, getting little like rice crispy treats of themselves from the cheerleaders. Oh, it's the best. That movie fucking rocks. What'd you do to my lamp? Oh, sorry, I just dropped it. Drop dropped my lamp. Can't hold on to my lamp. Can't hold on to the football. Best best scene in that movie. My favorite scene in that movie is when Billingsley took it up with that girl. <laughs> His dad comes out. It's like, damn girl, you grew up. <laughs> you know, you know who that actress is. Isn't you know, I just saw this. I, I just saw this recently, and I just put this together. It's Amber Heard, ex-wife Ooh. of Johnny Depp. She's a she's a man beater, huh? I don't like to point fingers, but suppose. <laughs> Damn, hey, girl. we're not gonna get we're not gonna get into open accusations on this podcast. Damn, but girl, she is she a smoke show. <laughs> also in uh, never back down. Yep, another great sports movie with a great training montage. Pretty cheesy, very yeah. cheesy. Yeah, that movie's good though. That's like, a great. You, you accept it for what it is. I love that movie. Digimon Hansu as the sensei, and I think you'll admit that I just crushed saying his name. Yeah, that was wow. It's like saying automatopoeia. You know? Yeah. I should probably just end the podcast there, but we're not going to. We should. Uh, <laughs> but all right. That was our six pack. I was a little bit longer. Exhausted. I'm so happy Stark was so prepared. This was awesome. Um, but all right. So the last dance ended last night. Stark, I trust you were watching. I did watch. I did watch. What's your, what, give us your take on the entire series. Like, what did you enjoy? Did it give you everything you wanted? Um, is there anything that kind of you they left to be desired? I think, Just give us your take. Yeah, I mean, from like an entertainment value, it's obviously like something we were probably too young for. Um, so it's obviously very entertaining, and you know, some things you obviously know. Um, they basically some propaganda, uh, which I'm all about. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's cool though. I mean, just like an inside look. I mean, that's really all you can ever want, especially you know, you're not on the team. Who do you feel the worst for in that series? Like, obviously you feel like the story is great, but like, who do you feel badly for who had to like suffer the wrath of Michael Jordan? And I, I realize say, that's super open-ended, but I meant yeah. for it. Uh, as far as who I feel worse for is just Dennis Rodman that he didn't end up with Carmen Electra forever. Hmm. She still got it. <laughs> oh, she still Ooh, has it. That was a hell of an appearance that I wasn't goodness. That I you know that whoever that. that interviewer was was just like, <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, uh, I thought the Steve Kerr thing was. I didn't. I, I didn't know any of that about his dad, so that was pretty surprising. And um, obviously, kind of gets in your feels for him as well. Yeah, <clears throat> I think. Um, I think I feel really badly for Patrick Ewing. Just get, like 
just getting beaten by him that way. Yeah, there's I don't know. And like <laughs> Scotty I mean, just I think... like running him over in that series. Oh that is God. the most disrespectful thing. And he pushes him down and walks over him. Yeah. <laughs> the blatant disrespect in that. <laughs> yeah, you get a flagrant two in today's All NBA for that time. dunk. Which sucks. Today's NBA sucks. After watching this entire documentary, the NBA right now sucks. The 90s NBA was just a masterpiece. Yeah, it, it that was basketball at its purest form, I think. Even if they were final scores of uh, 90 to 53. Oh, I didn't realize that that game was that like lopsided. When they said they scored 56 points, I was like, oh, in the first half? Like, that's not that bad. And then they cut to the final, and I'm like, oh. Yikes. You know how mad we would have been if we watched that game right now? Oh, my God. Imagine if you took the over in that game. Guys, we scored 56 points in intramural basketball games. They couldn't even do it professionally. Well, yeah. Pretty similar, yeah. I totally agree. Very similar. I mean, You're right. You just got to put the ball in the hoop. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I have respect I, for sports. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right. So what? Now that this series is over, what's another like sports subject you would like to see like a very similar type of? documentary series on i've seen this question going around a lot like on twitter and everything like that and i think it's interesting because everybody else has something different to say so what, what do you guys would like to i'm not saying like it would ever happen but just based off of what we saw honestly i'm pretty excited for that mark mcguire sammy sosa one yeah because i remember I, I used to have like all of those like newspapers and everything and like the magazines like that was I remember that just being like a very exciting time as far as like baseball was concerned and like growing up like a bigger baseball fan than anything else. So that one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Um, I think you got to be really careful with some of this stuff though, because you don't want to get too saturated. Like the last dance is great because it's very unique. You start to replicate it too much and it just, it loses its kind of luster, I think. Right. I'm just saying like if you could pick one team player or something like that, that you would like to see something similar, maybe down the road or like just in your perfect world. So I'll go with two. I either want the Steinbrenner Yankees or I want the Patriots. Patriots. Like from 2000 to this past year. If I could, if you could get inside and actually get me some footage of that. Incredible. That's what I would want. And then just yeah. those Yankee teams and, I mean, Steinbrenner being who he was and just hated them. And, but the talent they have, you have to respect it. You have – I mean, you have characters like like Jeter, but in, character in the fact that he's just, like, larger than life. Um, and Rivera and, like, Bernie Williams and some of their – Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens, like, the pitchers they had. And yeah, then they bring no. in A-Rod. And then they bring in A-Rod and you're like – the hell's going on here it's that would be a cool one if you could do the same that's probably the only one that i would say if you're going to completely replicate the last dance format do it with uh do it with the steinbrenner yankees okay i like that i saw a lot of people saying like the cowboys of the 90s and it's like yeah i guess that'd be kind of interesting just because of Irvin and Dion. but i don't know if you get that same kind of feel on a documentary about a football season I don't like, know. Amazon has these like all or nothing things on for that they follow a team throughout the entire season, and I've never watched one, but I feel like that's not like at the same level. Like so if we, you watch something of like the '90s Cowboys, I I don't know, if, I don't think they captivated the world like the Bulls did. Um, and then to that point, I think the one that I would say would probably be, probably be LeBron. Like if you just follow his entire life from his, I mean, early days to what he is now, I think that's as close yeah. to like a per, like a star as you're gonna get like Michael Jordan. But I also don't know if that would be. It's so much different that might, now because yeah, of, like it would lose some of his luster because he's jumped from team to team. Well, and the aspect of the the and everything as well, you see so yeah. much behind the scenes stuff now that you probably yeah. didn't see back then. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I thought you guys were going to say the Cleveland summer of 2016-17 when the Indian when the tribe were in the World Series and the Cavs won the title. I feel That'd like just capturing all of Cleveland in that time would have been awesome. Kind of lived it. If the Indians would have won that series, then I'd say yes. But That's having true. them lost it and then That's like true. the Cavs losing again the following year, I kind of loses something. Yeah. That's true. The aspect of the last dance that is so captivating is the fact that they won all those titles. Yeah. Do you guys think they would have won seven if they if Jerry Krause? No, you don't think so. Nah. Who won? Who won that year? Spurs. That was Spurs Knicks in the lockout shortened year. There is a the fact that it was a lockout year might bode well in their favor. So they might. I actually I think I mean I on their body and risking injuries till they got to that point. Because what they say that in the lockout, the Michael Jordan like sliced his hand up on like a cigar cutter. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I don't think Pippen would have come back for that seventh year. I think he was even if like him and Phil, <laughs> if Mike and Phil were coming back, I don't think Pippen would have gone. I think he would have just Robin been done. Taking vacations mid finals, it's like come on. That yeah, I think Rodman would have been the first guy to be like, all right, we can do without him. Yeah. Because he was savage. old at that point. That guy is nuts. Yeah, but, I mean, then again, like, I looked at it today, like, the Eastern Conference playoffs from that year was so weak. The Knicks were an eight seed, and they made the finals. Really? Like, and that never happened? No. And, like, the top seed was the Heat. And that, that's not Dwayne Wade and Shaq and LeBron in the Heat. That's like Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning. And then they played like the Hawks and the Pacers. So, I mean, I don't know. There's definitely a chance to repeat there. Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, also, I don't know if the Twin Tower Spurs were a good matchup for the Bulls there. Tim Duncan and David Robinson would just eat them alive inside, I think. Um, all right, so that also brought up something that I thought of, and I texted you guys about it last night. Just like the list of players that both MJ and LeBron have kept from winning championships is the stuff of legends. Like, it's a who's who of NBA Hall of Famers and like top 20 players in the league. So, who's given like the eras that they played in, whose list do you think is like? more impressive do you think it's lebron because of the talent spread that's like every team is on like kind of a level playing field now or just based on or the bulls based on the sheer names that they played because i mean i can run through some of the guys that that jordan kept from a title if you guys want me to yeah let's do it yeah go ahead all right so you got mark price larry nance brad doherty malone and stockton um Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, John Starks, Charles Oakley, everybody on the Knicks teams, Charles Barkley, Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson, uh, Tim Hardaway, Reggie Miller, Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, Rick Smiths, Penny Hardaway, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. I mean, Dikembe Mutombo. That's that's about it. And then, I mean, LeBron, everybody knows who he's played, like, that hasn't that he's beaten to keep from getting titles. But what are, what are your guys' thoughts? I'd probably say that Jordan's is more – like LeBron's would be more impressive if like KD didn't go to the Warriors. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's keeping an all-time great from, you know, staying away and winning theirs. But, I mean, like Jordan's just the amount – the sheer amount and, you know, winning six of eight. You're really, you know, a roadblock for a ton of teams at that point, which is, I think, more impressive. Yeah, it's a fun, uh, it's a, it's a fun conversation to have, but it's still, it's kind of like it's so open ended because those guys still would have had to have gotten to the finals and then won a finals. You don't know if like Reggie Miller chokes or something, or you know Patrick Ewing gets hurt, or like, it's just. I mean, you can you can do this with all sports. It's just kind of. I think it's just it's just like not validated. It's just kind of it's just conversation for the sake of conversation. 
Yeah, like it's hard to argue who's better because the games that they played were so different and the way they played the game is so different. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think well, almost almost tripped myself up there. I think Michael's the greatest of all time, but I think LeBron's close up there. And I think it's it's hard to compare, like really argue the two players because their accomplishments and different errors are so different. Mm-hmm. And LeBron is still incomplete, but like, I mean, I guess, you know, at the time, like Derrick Rose won an MVP. He didn't win a title. Um, maybe the thing is you're going like guys like Kawhi, like KD. I mean, he kept Paul George from a title so far. It's like, who's really yeah. the top five that you're, you know, you're kind of keeping out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting too. Like, you know, what, and then hypothetically too, you know, with the lockout season that Jordan didn't play, I mean, this very well this season, this year, the Lakers very well could have won, win a finals. You know, we're not, I don't know if we're going to have an NBA finals. And even if we do, there's a huge asterisk. They haven't played for two and a half months. Yeah. Um, I mean, but also LeBron's won a title in a lockout season before. Their first title in, with Miami. I, th- I think that was the lockout year, right? When they played the Thunder. It started on Christmas. I don't remember. I think that's it. But, yeah, I mean, this year is kind of like a big blow to LeBron's legacy because the Lakers were playing their best ball. And, I mean, I still would have taken the Clippers over them in a seven-game series, but yeah, we, which we talked about on the last pod because we thought we were going to have playoffs. But yeah, it still hurts. It's still fresh. Thanks, um, I don't know if – I got one more thing I want to bring up with you guys. I don't know if you guys saw this on ESPN's Instagram – they listed the top 10 players that they're experts listed of all time. And I just want to get your thoughts on the list because I thought it was. Oh yeah. This, this This list is is baffling. This is stark. So listen to this. So one MJ two LeBron three Kareem four Bill Russell, five magic six Wilt Chamberlain, seven Larry bird, eight Tim Duncan, nine Kobe, 10 Shaq. Poop platter. Right? Like, I think it's the right players, but in the absolute wrong order. Yeah. Like, like the one that you could argue is, like, Tim Duncan maybe shouldn't be top ten. Like, you could throw Isaiah Thomas in there. Yeah, Tim Duncan. I don't know. I mean, you know. He's got five titles. Uh, Four titles? Five. Five. Yeah. So, what would you rank those guys? I mean, obviously, Kobe's up there higher, probably. Yeah, Yeah. I think him being number nine is – travesty especially especially that came out like last week yeah like that's bad just just give the guy like a little bit of like some love and just put him a little bit higher good lord so would you guys have lebron as your number two in that list probably yeah Yeah, i think that's a safe bet i mean it's yeah, I'm trying to just mentally recall your that list. I, so Kareem, Bill, Magic, Will, Larry, Tim, Kobe, Shaq, after uh, Michael and LeBron. I think yeah, it's a, I think you go, you go LeBron too, but Kobe is number three. Yeah. So you go, you go Michael, LeBron, Kobe, and then all the old heads after them. Yeah. I'd even would you, Shaq a little bit higher up, I think, just because of how physically dominant he was. I think Shaq, Shaq's before Duncan, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I agree. With that. I mean, they basically changed the way they call NBA games because of him, like fouls yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Hack a Shaq. So who would be the first kind of old head after Mike, LeBron, and Kobe? Kareem, Bill, Magic? I think you're a toss between uh, Wilt and Kareem. Wilt and Kareem, Sark, you are you on that I'm same? Like blown. I mean, not whatever, but like Bill Russell whole thing. I'm just like feel like playing a bunch of like twerps. <laughs> I mean, he's got 11 titles, and one of them was as a player coach. <laughs> he was the first coach of the Celtics after Red Auerbach. Like that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Top five. I would probably, yeah, I think I would probably go. I'd probably go Kareem after Kobe and then Magic after Kareem. 
but I don't know. I mean, the astonishing thing is you got five Lakers in the top ten. Yeah. So I, I remember seeing that graphic, and they had what they had LeBron in the Lakers jersey too. Yeah, which I thought that was true. You really can't. That sucks. I, uh, yeah, I hate so that. I take that back. So you got four Lakers in the top ten. Yeah, don't put him there. I thought that was true. When it's all when it's all said and done, who do you think he's more well known for? Cleveland. I, I, he won two. He won two titles with Miami, though. Yeah, but he spent what? How many years here? Yeah, I mean, he's from Akron, drafted by Cleveland, took them from mediocrity to perennial powers, and then went back and won a title. Like that dude's—he's going to be a hero in Cleveland forever. Like now, especially now, because before, if he just went to my from Miami to LA. Hated. I think he. I think he's got hits out against him when he comes back to Cleveland. Yeah, but that's also a great PR move on his part because he knows exactly how to spin the things and get fans back in his favor. He's a great businessman, to say the least. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I thought that graphic was comical, and it was typical ESPN trying Honest to get conversations. Yeah, I think they were just they were trying to push in traffic. They're reaching. They are. They're reaching for stuff right now. Them and Sports yeah. Illustrated right now. Oh, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated since they laid everybody off is just a train wreck. It's bad. It's like what yeah. Bleacher Report originally started as. Mm-hmm. I did you guys watch the UFC fights this past week? I didn't watch this weekend. Well, we got to give a shout out to Matt because he bounced back from a tough start to the the week. For a UFC nickname, pick him. He went no, 0 2 how you one. How finish, boys. So he <laughs> went. So UFC 249, he went 2 and 1. I, I'm pretty sure, Matt. Um, no. And then. No, I started 0 and 3. I started 0 right. 3. No. And then I went 1 1 and 1. No, I don't think that's right. I. Started I started one and three. I'm sorry. I started one and three. No, you started three and one at USC two forty two forty nine. Oh, oh, so, okay. yeah. So you started zero oh and three. Started started. Yeah. Then you went three and one to bring your record to three and four, and then on Wednesday you went zero oh, two and one, and it was a Jeez. tough, tough, <laughs> tough look, tough look for your boy. But then this past on Saturday you went three and zero. Oh. Two questionable uh, judges' decisions, but it doesn't matter because you got the wins. Yeah, W's a nope. W, Yanks. Not how so you start, it's how you finish. So and he's 6-5-1 and one on the season, which is astonishing given how he started. <laughs> but 6-5-1, and one, we got more fights coming up the first weekend in June, so we'll continue that then. Stark, I think we'll call in to you to get, get you back in the, uh, in the action here because I think you also started out 0-4. Oh, yeah. Or or one and th- whatever you didn't. You, both yeah. of you started out bad. Yeah, bad. I mean, but we'll get you back out there. You know, we'll get we'll get you in. A little little redemption. Yeah. Um. That's all I had to talk about tonight. I mean, last dance was kind of pressing, and then thought the six pack would be a little fun thing. What else you guys got, Matt Stark? What anything you want to chat about? No Any grievances mean- you want to air. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was Matt. talking to Stark. Oh, yeah. It was nice to catch up with <laughs> you guys. And then Starkey, Starkey's rolling. He's like, oh, and then he puts his head down and shuts up. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to order some Chipotle for delivery right now. <laughs> Priority. Yeah, you better hurry. You're getting it delivered? Yeah, dude. 10 bucks. It's free. It's lazy. It bro. is free delivery. Jesus Christ. Almost lost a beer there. I'm all about that 275 I can save. 285. What, you're getting single meat instead of double? What are you, soft? No, going and picking it up. Wow. The shots are coming out at the end of the pod. I love it. But to be honest, if I, did, if I did have to have a nickname, it'd probably be single meat. <laughs> All right, that's a good place to end. <laughs> uh, Stark, thanks for coming back. We'll, we'll get you on again sooner than two months. Um, yeah, maybe. Matt, appreciate you jumping on again, as always. My co-host here. This has been a great episode of Three Walls and BLP. Stark, stay well, stay healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it.